Welcome to Rogues on the Road, discovered in 1812, naked and afraid under the deep and unforgiving canopy of Central Park. This indigenous duo sold their share of the Louisiana Purchase, swam to Port Chester, and set up shop with their co-host, the Standby Gypsy. From their humble beginnings, Rogues on the Road has quickly become the longest-running and most popular food and beverage podcast in recorded history. So, sit back, pour a cold pint, and tighten your spray skirt, you ninny-muggin. <laughs> Welcome to Rogues on the Road. We talk food, travel, adventure, craft beer, and everything in between. Uh, you listen to us via... Um, Food and Beverage Podcast Network. I'm Rich. I'm Matt. And in the corner, no one puts we, baby in the corner. we've got nobody puts the, baby in the corner. The standby gypsy. What's going on, gents? How are you? Welcome guys? back. I feel like we've been out on the road and it's been a few weeks. It's been a few weeks. Been a lot's time. going on. We've got a lot to share with our oh, yeah. fans. And oh, yeah. uh, we have a very exciting guest, a dear friend. Uh, who uh, has decided to join us tonight? So we're super happy to have her, Rocio La Rosa. Welcome. So thank you for coming. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you, you 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 a little nervous? You're good. Well, it only took me like a year to get here, right? Was it a year? <laughs> you asked me about a year ago. <laughs> wow. All right. So this is a super special episode here. She's from Japan. To go off there. <laughs> <laughs> she swam the whole she, way. Yeah, yeah. Swam the whole yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a one car sucks. Gas rates. So we got we have a lot going on. Uh, before had we had a lot going on. Right. Um, before anything, I'd like to shout out to all those mothers out there. Oh yeah. Past and present. Mm. We know some good ones. We've got some good ones with us here tonight. Yep. And um, thanks, mums. Yep. We hope thanks, everyone Mom. had a God great bless. Mother's Day and and uh, continues, c- continues to, do so. to do so. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Thank you. What have we been up to? Wow. Okay. Collectively. So since the last podcast, we've had a couple of podcasts. We actually had a few that will come down the pike at some point. Down the pike. Down the pike at some point. Pike up. And... Uh, but we've been, we, we traveled to New Hampshire. We did. We two weeks ago now. Two weeks ago. Uh, we traveled to New Hampshire. Has it been two weeks? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And uh, we met up with our friend Matt Becker. Yep. Shout out to Matt. He's, such a, he's a good guy. He's Great a guy. He's a really good guy. Matt put on a sold out benefit concert. For Big Brothers Big Sisters. Of New Hampshire. Awesome organization. They Amazing. Ra- they raised Thirty-four thousand dollars that night. Amen. And good for them. We had a chance to set up our mobile podcast. Yes. For the first time, actually the second time. With our powers combined. Without. (laughs) They were like united. (laughs) We got a few good podcasts in, uh, which we'll release at some point, and then we turned into cameramen. Then we turned into cameramen for the uh, British revival bands of New Hampshire. We're we're like Transformers. We can do anything. Literally, literally, and we're getting there. We're, yeah, we're, we're getting there. We even uh, we didn't make it out on the boat, Rocio. We were supposed to spend, so we, we get a call to go out. We, we needed a bigger boat. Though. We did. Oh. We, we needed a bigger boat <laughs> and a different alarm clock. Right, <laughs> different time zone. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that'd be it. Yeah, that yeah. was. I uh, was. <laughs> we we were supposed to meet up with New England fishmongers. Mm-hmm. Now these guys have cut out the middleman. They go out. They are traditional fishermen. They uh, announce their catch as they come on in, and they sell to farmers markets. Right. Mm-hmm. 
You someone, yeah, someone's uh, computer, phone, laptop. Oh, that'd be me. Yeah, that'd be you. Again. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I've done that before. We need we need a bell or something or something. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Where's that sound come from? It's mm-hmm. me. It's me. Okay. Uh, so these guys actually sell their catch um, at, at uh, farmer's markets. So it's not just produce that you're seeing at farmer's markets. You're actually seeing other products available like seafood. And um, now we're seeing a lot of beef and... Um, meat shares and things like that, but and they're actually getting into cooking their own catches at like local farmers oh, markets. How Man. good was that? I don't do fish. This was good. Yeah, <laughs> he. You're like I don't do it. Yeah, I don't do it. They literally the catch that they had from the morning. The they, haddock. The haddock. Haddock. Pollock. Pollock. Scallops. Scallops. Scored. 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 Yeah. Yeah. The haddock was fried and to perfection and it was absolutely what did you think of it Rich? I thought it was really good only because they mixed it with sour cream um, uh, what was it pepper flakes yep. parsley mm. seasoning it was a, it was mushed a little... it up floured it yep. deep fried it deep fried it had it right there and I smothered it with tartar sauce yeah. and it was lovely and for the first time I didn't really put Malt vinegar on it. No. Didn't, didn't really need it. Malt vinegar is your go-to. Oh, oh, totally, man. Really, I didn't oh. know that. Is, that. is that up there with the uh, the blood orange? No. Beyond. Beyond. <laughs> beyond. What? <laughs> Hell yeah. No, we found something beyond blood orange. That's beyond rich. Yeah. Oh yeah. Really? I'll do malt vinegar over blood orange in there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, but okay. on on chips on fish, it is yeah. it is phenomenal. And but smart. but when it's that fresh. There's not much you need to do with yeah. it. Right. Hey, so. hey, Linda. Linda's in the chat. Hey, hey Linda. Linda. It's, it's Martin. Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Morgant. Uh, uh, so, uh, yeah. So, we, we're supposed to go out with this fisherman. We are supposedly heading up, but somebody's backed out of it. And because uh, huh, we can't what? make it. What? And, what? Uh, oh, no, we're going <laughs> back up. We're just, we're just changing our dates. Oh, we're going to change the because date. Because we were going to do it the day after of 12 hours of filming. Once we met up with them... They're like, we'll see you at 1 a.m. We're like, what? The, yeah. the, the funny thing was that we were taking bets that it was going to be 7 o'clock, 6 o'clock, yeah. 5 o'clock in the morning. I think one of us joked around and said like, 2 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. He legit said 1 a.m. Yeah, he did. said 1 a.m. <laughs> they said, we're going to, we'll board the boat. This is a 25-foot boat. Uh, Four-hour ride out to the fishing grounds. Four hours fishing. Don't worry, you can sleep on the way out. <laughs> on a 25 footer I'm, I'm quoting I'm quoting Captain Tim yeah, yeah. but no beverages the night before no beverages quoting Captain Tim's right. wife and uh, you fish for a minimum of a thousand pounds of fish on average all hand caught no good days they'll pull in three thousand pounds of fish it's nuts uh, between like three or four guys and then they take the four hour ride back and then they we process take- it that night at a processing plant goes into coolers gets sent out to farmers market all over uh, New Hampshire, parts of Maine, uh, probably even a little bit into Massachusetts. But Dude, mm-hmm. I could see all kinds of bad shit happening after a night of podcasting, drinking, yeah, filming. No. no. Like, I don't know if there's like a, like a, like a uh, almost like a tow truck arm with, with that picks up everything, but that would have like hit me across the head. <laughs> I would totally. I'd, Tr- be, I'd be like hooked. Yeah, right, 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 right. By everyone. Drops into the middle yeah. of the ocean. Where's Rich? Right. Overboard now. Right. Yeah. Rich, Rich is hanging from like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I call something. Right. He's in the Marinara Trench. Right. It's a Brit. <laughs> the Marinara Trench. <laughs> Isn't that what it is? I don't know. Marinara sauce? I don't know. Whatever it's called. The Marinara Trench. Whatever it's called. <laughs> I'd be chumming overboard. Right. Like, yeah. like, no, I don't get sneezing. Right. <laughs> 
Yeah, Tracy's uh, drone would have, like, I don't know, crashed into Sorry. somebody. Yeah, yeah uh, so it was a good idea that we didn't go out. Yeah. We're rescheduling. Yeah. I'm yes. looking forward to it. Yeah, so that, that, was, uh, that was our last few weeks. We, uh, we actually have some exciting news. We got a new unit that actually helps us go on the road as far as podcasting, making it a lot easier. And we can actually take, oh, my mother-in-law joined. Hey, hi, Miss B. Hi, hi Miss B. Hi, mother-in-law. <laughs> hi, Miss B. All right. The law of uh, We have to keep this clean. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good luck. All right. Uh, so we're going mobile, and uh, it looks like it, it's kind of in the makings. But we might be going to DeChico's Markets uh, up in up in Brewster to do a live podcast and some kind of beverage release kind of event. So that's going to be exciting. We're going to be I'm doing about that. Yeah. We're going to be doing a bunch of live podcasts. Yep. We'll hopefully so. be. You may uh, not see us in the studio next time. Yeah, live from Ibiza and Cuca yeah. uh, Fresca Cachaca is coming on, yeah. so that's very exciting. Yeah. So, be on the lookout. Could be we're going home. Yeah, I told you how to make sauce. Yeah, Linda said that to you. To me? Yeah. She still hasn't had my barbecue spaghetti, barbecue <laughs> sauce spaghetti, and that's okay because she will, she will have it, she will eat it, and she'll enjoy it. Okay. She will love it. Yeah, but she wants you to make her sauce. It's very simple. I think only Linda. Oh, I could, I could make her sauce, too. Yeah. yeah. But, but you call it Linda sauce or gypsy sauce? If I'm making her sauce, I'm going to call it Linda sauce. But when she has and tries and enjoys my gypsy barbecue sauce, she will call it gypsy barbecue sauce. Perfect. Or not gypsy barbecue, barbecue spaghetti. What if you mix the two sauces together? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. You said keep it clean. That's, that, that's, 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 like, that's like crossing the streams, Ray. <laughs> What'd yes. you do, Ray? Do not cross What'd the you streams. Do, Ray? What'd you do, Ray? Uh, Dave O'Sullivan. Hello, uh, mate. How's it going, hey, Dave? Yeah, the fishing trip, the famous fishing trip that we all shared together. So, oh, F-fishing. my bachelor party. Yeah, yeah. And I won the uh, catch of the boat. You did. I did. You did. You have a birthday my... coming up too, Rich. I do. Yeah, it's a big one. Next too. week, the big thirty-five. The... <laughs> Again. Again. Yeah. Wow. Second time around is always more right. fun. Let's do it. So, Rocio. Yes. Thank Welcome. you for joining us. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Uh, how do I intru- properly introduce Rocio? We've known each other forever. Rocio and I, we've known each other forever. Uh, yes, we have. <laughs> we met through my brother. Was that our first? I think so, yeah. Seventh, eighth grade, yep. somewhere around yep. there. Oh, wow. Yeah, yep. so like, Chappaqua. Yeah. Wow. And Let's go back. Uh, we remained friends throughout high school. We. We, we kind of went our own ways after high school and kind of college. We stayed a little bit in touch. And then we really, we didn't chat for years, probably close to 20 years. Yes, a long time, a really long time. And, and then it was just a miracle the way we, <laughs> we yeah, it was got back together. Pretty <laughs> strange. Did, you stay, did you stay local in those 20 years? Um, I lived in Chappaqua for 13 years, okay. then I moved to Mount Kisco. I was there for 13 years, and then I floated all around. Oh, I suppose. Yeah. I got Pretty local. Yeah. Okay, cool. And I thought, so Rocio is Peruvian, I, and I thought you were, for all intents and purposes, I thought you were living in Peru. And, and one day, uh, somewhere on Facebook... Was it on Facebook? Oh, that, Facebook? You said you found me on Facebook. Found you on Facebook, reached out to you immediately... Reach back. Oh yes, we got together. We I was like, oh yeah, you're probably living in Peru or somewhere, you know, not near uh, us. I mean, next door neighbor. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. yeah half, we've been running circles around each other for years. Yeah, had no yep. clue. Had yeah. no clue. Half hour, half hour away. 
and we met for coffee and had Picked a it up. had a beautiful um, reintroduction. Uh, there were a few tears. Very uh, emotional. That's yep, cool. Very, for many reasons. Very yeah. emotional for many reasons. Uh, my mother being a big part of that. Yeah. And then Rocio begins to tell me what she does for a living. <laughs> Which was absolutely fascinating, and we've all been a part of that. Yes, we, we have. have. <laughs> Loved it. Yeah. So, Rocio is a Peruvian shaman, medicine woman, healer, um, and a whole bunch of other things. I'm just Rocio. You're just Rocio. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. She's okay. so humble. Just yeah. Okay, so you're just Rocio. That's the top of my resume. How did, how did this all start for you? Uh, I'm sure we could go on for hours and hours and hours um, because it's been a long journey that's continuing yes. today. So um, just a little bit how you got your start and, and what it kind of evolved into. Well, I was aware of um, having some kind of gift, although at the time I didn't know it was a gift, yeah. um, when I was about five. No. And it evolved into our teen years. I don't know if you remember, I, I remember going to your home and we had a little like seance, something going on, but it wasn't because of me, it was one no, of you I, guys. Yeah, I remember, <laughs> I remember doing those seances, bad idea. Yes, very bad idea. Bad idea, just little safety yeah. announcements. I don't, have to ask, was there a Ouija There was, involved? there was. was. I was point, so I scared. There was, board. and it's scary. I'm so scared of Ouija board. Yeah, yeah no. ever since I saw The Exorcist, I'm, I'm like, like, Milton Berle is a Satanist. <laughs> Sorry. I'm only, I'm only, I'm only joking. I'm only joking. I'm only joking. It was a joke. It was a joke. Milton. Wait, Burl. I said Burl, not Bradley. Oh, uh, see? oh, oh, Mil oh, okay. Oh, Milton see? Bradley is a double joke. Yeah, maybe it is. Milton maybe Bradley. Maybe he is. Yeah. Milton Bradley. Yeah. Do you know the history of Milton Bradley? Do you know? No? Mm -mm, okay, no. I'm just curious. I don't even know if he makes the Ouija game. That was totally. They still do, and you can still buy it. Really? You can still buy it. Yeah. Amazon? Don't. Forms, yeah. Sure. Yeah, I'm don't not. do it. Yeah. I'm not. Vape. Okay. Cards okay. against humanity. That's yeah. what I play. <laughs> so, so, um, so you'd come over. We would have those. Those little things. Those little on. fun yeah. spiritual things. Yeah. And then, uh, long story short, when I was around 15, 16, I had something happen that I saw that I got very scared of, and I shut everything out. I just said, I don't want any part of this. And because of that, I started getting sick. Um, as I found out later on, tends to happen to people who shut out their gifts. Um, <laughs> and I went through all sorts of things. By the time I was 21, they diagnosed me with fibromyalgia, cancer, lupus, you name it, it was, yeah. it was there. Wow. And a lot of people don't know, actually, all of the stuff that I went through. Um, and because of that, I started looking for help because the doctors were not helping me. I went through... 11 different doctors, 13 different kinds of medications. And um, one day I went on the computer when I finally got a computer because <laughs> I'm very behind. <laughs> and uh, I typed in alternative medicine. And I was led to my first teacher, who was Lama Lobsong Calden, a Buddhist monk who lives in Ohio. Yeah. And um, he's just a, a beautiful man. He was holding a ceremony in. I'm actually going to. I'm going to post his website uh, yeah I will yeah, you can find him yep um, and uh, and at the same time after him came up this woman named Dee Savoy she's my second teacher um, I want to say officially <laughs> if you would you know label it like that right because um, I've had teachers 
since I was five, really. Right. Um, but these were the people that I can recognize actually doing, you know, right. work with. And um, she was just lovely. And I set up an appointment with both of them. I went to see uh, Lama Lobsong first in a ceremony in Connecticut where there was over 200 people. He was praying for hours, and I just remember at one moment suddenly feeling something lift off of me. And I don't know how to explain it, but I just knew that it was a spirit of a woman who um, had me in this depressive state for years. And I remember leaving the ceremony, and I called up my mother right away, and I said, Mom, she's gone. And she's like, who's gone? And I said, I don't know, but she's gone. <laughs> so it was a mental vision of a woman? No, it was just a knowing. Yeah. I really don't know how to describe it, but yeah, it was yeah. just a knowing. Yeah. And... Um, and then I went to see Dee Savoy. Um, she's a beautiful healer down in the Bronx. I think she's still down in the Bronx. And um, I had my first uh, Reiki session with her there. And I just remember, you know, in the beginning, I, I really didn't feel anything. I don't know, it was the fear or whatever mm. was going on. But I suddenly felt this wave, like literally it felt like a wave come over me. And, um, and it was from there that I started seeking. I wanted to go back and find my own roots, um, which honestly, my parents have been teaching me all along since I was five. And I remember now my mother taking me to numerous, um, actually gypsies, to um, curanderos who are um, the Spanish, it's the Spanish name for um, shaman. And um, I just, it, I was always around people. And I think I blocked a lot of that memory out. Um, purposely, you know, and and in Peru, it's it's like just normal. It's that's a big part of life being in Peru. It, it you go to a shaman. It's it, it's not as common, obviously here. What's the definition? Well, we we know them there as curanderos. I mean, it's okay. a, the Spanish name, but curanderos. So there's different definitions for them, but mm -hmm. they are to me, um, they're the people that really deal with the earth energies they heal through um, herbs and prayer and um, my grandfather was actually um, a curandero and people would call him to do healings on animals and children and mm -hmm. my father and my mother did it too and my grandfather on the other side um, he was actually a, a brujo and a curandero What's a brujo? <laughs> a brujo is well, more known as a witch, but uh, you know that's just people that work with magic with really strong, you know, energy. Right. Um, because I want to be, you know, very forward to say that you know there's good and bad in everything. Right, right, right. In everything. Right. So, um, you know, they did a lot of work, but you know, to help the community whenever they were asked, you know. <laughs> but it was part of their life. So my parents never sat down formally with me and said, "All right, today's a lesson on, you know." Right, right, whatever right. how to work with the candle or something it's yeah, yeah. just you know my mother would say oh so you use you're gonna you have a burn let's use this um weed that's outside right. on you and right There's i just didn't pick up on it hills, right <laughs> right, yeah. right. It, it's it's very similar to like a native american <laughs> right, right, right. you know traditional what you're using what's around you right and, exactly. it's, and it's been used to heal and non-pharmaceutical and it's been done that way for thousands of years yes. so yes. you don't have to do that 100 percent right, right. But it's an alternative. It's a great alternative, or to work alongside traditional medicine. Yeah, yeah. And you know? at what at what age, Rocio, did you start realizing, or maybe accepting the, the the connection or the powers that you started noticing that you had? Hey Dan. Um, hey Hey Beth. Hey Danny. <laughs> Should I say that. 
Um, well, I want to say I accepted it one night. I think my son must have been um, about the age of four or five. We were stuck in Cold Spring. There was a huge blizzard, and everybody that lived in the building was gone, and it was just me and him. And at the time, he was very sick. He had um, a great uh, fight with um, asthma, hmm. and one night he developed a fever, and we were trapped. There was no phone. There was no light. There was no anything. I couldn't get his machines or anything going. And I said, what do I do? And his fever had gone up to 104. Wow. And I had nobody around me. And I, I immediately thought, what would my mother do? And I remember she said she used to heal children who had fevers with an egg. And I was like, I ha have an egg. <laughs> I have an egg. You need this drug, this drug, this drug, this drug, this drug, this and drug. An and an egg. Right. Oh, no, but you need exactly. these drugs to counteract the drugs that we just gave you. <laughs> but if you have an egg. Scrambled. Not scrambled. Stirred. Exactly. Shaken. Light, oh. Lightly poached. <laughs> no, it's just eating me. Oh, yeah. true. So, yeah. what ha so what happened with the egg? So I took the egg, and I remember she said she would just pray. And so I just took the egg, and I started on my son's head, and I started just rolling it around. And I went back to my Catholic roots and started saying the Our Father and certain prayers. And, again, I don't know how to explain it, but I felt something shift in him. Mm. And I suddenly just focused, focused around his belly area, which is known as the solar plexus it's where we hold all our worries and concerns and i just kept going you know around and on his entire body and um within 10 minutes his fever started coming down that's amazing and i said okay i'm gonna do this again <laughs> let's make sure it's gone <laughs> and after that time you know i spoke with my mother and she started telling me how um she used to do this and my father you know repeated the same thing right. with regards to my grandfather and then I really began to seek even more you know but for me it wasn't like with other people who go out and they've been fortunate enough to have the money to go and train I've always been pretty much by myself and I couldn't go out and train with people and when I say like I trained with Lama Lobsong or Di Savoy or so many other people it was really more of a I see you saw you, you know, twice, maybe three times, and then either we've been in connection or not, and I had to piece everything together. But it was really about remembering our roots and and um, being able to allow things that you think are just thoughts to come in right. that guide me to say, okay, you know, take this pen and do whatever you have to do with it, it you know. And it, it means, it everything means something. Exactly. Uh, right. And even, even when you, so Rosie and I, we go out and we go on a lot of hikes. Right. Um, and when we're on hikes together, you know, I've been hiking my whole life, and I've always felt a very close connection to nature. And and when we're on our hikes, you know, there's all this really amazing <laughs> stuff that happens from, you know. Um, you know, great horned owls in the middle of the day flying over. I mean, like really tangible, yeah. amazing stuff that happens. But the most unaware of. But most people are unaware of right. because they don't allow themselves right. to be aware. They're not looking for it. Either. They're not right. looking for and it. And they're not tuned in and they don't know right. the symbols. Yeah. Like, I, I can't tell you, 
it was one of the most amazing things just watching people. I used to commute from Cold Spring to Manhattan. Mm. Oh, wow. And it's a beautiful ride down. God bless you, by the way. April. Yeah. <laughs> uh-uh. That's why I'm here now. Yes. <laughs> um, but the ride was actually, if you've ever done Cold Spring to Manhattan, it's a beautiful ride down the Hudson River. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting on the train every morning. Everyone has their same seat, same spot. The guy that folded his paper in the perfect origami way to read it was that way. I mean, everything was... And I'm sitting out looking out the window going, oh, there's an eagle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, those are ramps coming up. Right, right, right. Oh, look at those. Everyone else is playing Everyone else. And I'm, and like, it's obvious that I'm looking and I'm seeing and I'm, and you realize that these are beautiful signs and beautiful connections to nature. And yet they're so disconnected. And there is such a disconnect to to nature on such a scale, it, especially with technology. It's, right. it's, but I think a lot of people have that. And you've taught me on our hikes to say, okay, well, that actually is a sign. You know, I see it, I acknowledge it, but it actually means it. it means more than what you think it is. And right. when you're open to it, it happens more. Mm. And it's not like a oh, okay. <laughs> no, right. it's it's it's. It's real stuff. and um, Everybody's connected. Absolutely. And I think that's my job is to help people realize that they're connected to the earth and to spirit all the time. We just have lost that connection because, yeah. you know, way back when we all used to do it, we all used to deal with only the earth and look up at the sky and, you know, yeah. think whatever we thought of, you know, the, the sun and the moon and all of that. You live off the but, land. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's not even. It's living off the land. It's being. It's working alongside right. the land. Right. Right. Exactly. Being and, within it, one of it. Right. Yeah. And there's a deep spiritual uh, part to that, exactly. which which you are connected to, and you've helped a lot of people. So, how did you get into right teaching? I guess teaching what. What do you? What do people? Yeah. What do people? What's on your I business know, card? I, I know. What do people come to you for? Right. Um, I have a lot of people that come to me who are actually sick because they find I find out that I um, have had the fibromyalgia, myalgia, um, mostly or other things. But I have a lot of people that come to me that are just starting to figure out that they're connected to either the land or spirit or both. And they just happen along the way to find me. And so I help them to become more in touch with themselves, to be aware of their gifts in whatever way that is. Sometimes um, I may not know. I just know that I'm taking a stone and I'm doing whatever with them on, you know, on their body. And all of a sudden they'll come the next day or they'll call me the next day and say, you're not going to believe what happened to me last night. I had this dream or this showed up. Um, people that have never had... Um, been through indigenous ceremonies like a cacao ceremony, um, despacho, you know, they'll come in, in for the first time and they suddenly want to know more about their roots, their cool. ancestors, um, just how to live consciously because that's really what's important to me um, is teaching people how to live consciously. I would never have thought in a thousand years that I would be doing this. Um, really, I wanted to I, not singing, not doing any of that, because I don't know how I was in high school, Matt, but 
You are you are exactly the same. Really? <laughs> I just always consider myself without eggs and a stone. Except <laughs> except Chris Chris Fayette would keep running after you. <laughs> hey Chris. <laughs> I, I wanted to ask you, Rocio, because uh, when I was in high school, I remember I got uh, uh, involved in reading uh, Carlos Castaneda. Um, I don't know if you read any of his books. Uh, no. Growing up, he, he phenomenal uh, writer. He followed a um, North American indigenous man who was also, I believe, he was a shaman, and he was <clears throat> taking you know peyote and all these you know psychedelic stuff, but on a very religious, on a very high level. And he was a reporter that I don't know if he walked into it not believing uh, per se, but he just an, inv- an investigative type of position. And uh, he wrote a series of books during the, I believe, the 60s mm-hmm. um, that really opened up uh, his mind to, you know, the next plane and, and so on and so forth through an indigenous uh, a shaman. Gypsy, what was his name? Carlos Castaneda. Okay. Uh, I forgot the name of the, the, the most famous <clears throat> book is like The Adventures of Carlos Castaneda. <laughs> um, but I remember the, the one thing that I did remember, because it was, it, was, it, was, it was, for me at the time, my spiritual kind of learning curve wasn't too high so a lot of the words you know it just mm-hmm. passed me whatever but i do remember the, one of the first images he saw humans when he was under the influence of um the peyote was he saw humans in in egg shape and and mm-hmm. i'm and i'm just curious of why what may be the symbolism of eggs um in in proving culture or you know through the teachings you know what is the symbolism of of the egg and is it you know i mean obviously you know as, as an egg it's new birth it's life it's it's right, right, you know right. is, is is it you more than that it. I mean, okay all right all right ding. yeah ding. okay okay <laughs> no it is but um you know it's also about purification purity mm-hmm. it's it's also a protective shell you know right. we have this beautiful aura of energy around us and this is our protection. Right. This is our shell of protection. And it's affected by everything and everyone around you. Mm. The colors that you wear affect you. Um, you know, when somebody is in your space, depending on how open your heart um, center is, you're going to be affected by them. So the eggs, yeah, they're important in, in most cultures. Um, yeah. It has a lot of different meanings to it, but definitely about you know purity and um the white the new beginnings birthing creating because we're always creating something new every Mm. every minute that passes you know we're creating something new right right a separate reality was was the name of uh one of the books he's got a whole series yeah he's got like seven books out the teachings Mm -hmm. of don juan don juan was i believe the shaman who was teaching Mm -hmm. him and he Mm -hmm. went out to like because i think uh uh, carlos castanet he i think he was like from new york or something like that and he was like you know beatnik writer of the 60s he's like oh let me go check this out and he went to like new mexico and this guy did the 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 the, kind of like mr miyagi thing the peyote yeah he just did the mr miyagi like why are you here why are you really why do you really want to learn this he ignored him for like a week or whatever it was and then he finally he like brought him initiated him into the process and then his mind was Mm-hmm. that's the way of the old teachers is really asking you know why are you here why are you coming they you know um, teachers in Latin America they don't just take anybody they really want to know you know why you're there because 
it's something that's very serious. You know, in this society, in this time now, everybody wants to be a part of it. Everybody wants to just experience. They're looking for something different. Yeah, exactly. They are. They're yeah. tired of the old. Yeah. yeah. You know, but it's something that's very profound and it can affect you and, you know, the people around yeah. you um, in really, you know, unusual ways and very profound ways. So. Now, we have. I'm, I'm, well, we we have experienced one of these ceremonies. Yes, yes we, have. we have. We've experienced a cacao. First hand. Yeah, cacao ceremony. I got cacao'd. Um, <laughs> you got cacao. I got cacao. Um, there were a few myths and and some people were nervous about you know cacao. Like, oh, is it a drug? Is it? Am I going to do? Is something going to happen? I'm hallucinate. Right, and and it's a beautiful, incredible ceremony that makes you feel absolutely amazing afterwards. Um, because it's a spiritual type ceremony. So is this seen as a religion, like Shaolin? Uh, no, it's not actually. <laughs> Some people, a lot of people call it a religion. It's really a way of life. Okay. It's just being able to um, communicate uh, between the two worlds of, right. you know, the living, the dead, the present. Right. Um, but it's a way of living. You know, it's there's no right or wrong. There's no dogma. You know, no official you know books to say this and that. Although, you know, um, from what I understand, you know, at least here in this country, you know, we have a lot of teachings and a lot of people will follow things by the book. But I think that's because of the way we're brought up here in this country. You know, everything is like you have to have rules and regulations and textile. But that doesn't exist, right. uh, not in the Latino community that right. I'm aware of. And, and um, you know, if I am wrong, hopefully somebody will teach oh, me about will. that too. <laughs> but again, yeah. you know, um, most of the most of my colleagues, the people that I work with or, or around me, they, um, you know, these are things that they grew up with. And a yeah. lot of people actually always tell me that they started around the age of five. It's mm. just something that... You know, it's a very influential age. Exactly. Right. Can, can you describe a little bit what goes into the the uh, cacao ceremony? Um, well, in my ceremonies, um, I I try to hold things as organically as possible, so I never really know what's going to happen. But the cacao ceremony, it's drinking raw chocolate, not the raw chocolate that you buy here, because anything that's not here, not a Trader Joe's. Packet, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's good. It's good. I've had it. It's good, but yeah. it's it's not the raw cacao that is taken, you know, in Peru and Africa and Guatemala and other places, and is prayed over from the moment it's a seed. Are you, you telling know, me Trader ground. Joe's isn't prayed over? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go back and talk sorry, to that. Sorry, that's Whole Foods. Got, oh, okay. Nice holistic food. Yeah. 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 So, um, that and and then you know, so you're gonna drink about uh, in a ceremony two ounces, and um, I just tell people to be open to allow yep. anything to come in, whether it's a thought, a smell, a sound, and I will, um, as you've heard me play my my drums, my rattles, and I sing. Um, I would never do that <laughs> publicly anywhere else, <laughs> Public but karaoke. somehow but Spirit brought me to do that with people, and I do it because. And you do that in every ceremony. In every ceremony, yeah. I sing. And when you're <clears throat> when you are doing your thing, when you're deep in ceremony, it's it's you, but there's definitely you take on a, almost a different persona a little bit. Like you can tell there's somebody with you, kind of thing. 
um, as as kind of interesting as that sounds. Like that's you're operating, doing what you're doing. Well, I think it's because you know I just become an open channel, and that's really mm -hmm. all I am. I'm not right. somebody with superpowers or whatever. Because right. any one of you, anybody who's listening, anybody out there can do all of these things. It's just being open. And for me, it's just about bringing love to everyone that's around me because I, my thing is that I never want people to go through the pain that I went through when right. I was sick. I mean, I am so grateful, you know, to this moment that that um, I did go through it because otherwise I wouldn't know what other people are going through. Right, I right, couldn't right. help them. I wouldn't be able to, um, you know, relate to them. And it's probably a very different experience for everyone individually um as everyone's gone through different mm -hmm. lifestyles or going through something their history's different and if you're opening them up that just opens up everyone's individual experience yeah right exactly. I, I yeah. i've been to f i think four or five of your cacao ceremonies a few of them, yeah. <laughs> and each one is different the right. the only thing i you can take something away differently every time every single time right. and the only thing i can equate it to to people that are listening that might you know, if, if you've ever done yoga, at the end of yoga, I'm dead. For <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you go, man. <laughs> Every single time, yeah, yeah. It kills me. Uh, nice. So at it the at the end of uh, yoga, you you do something called shavasana, That's right? Awesome. And it's you know, some people just take it as like, oh, I'm taking a break, <laughs> right? Totally. You close your eyes, right. totally. Um, and I didn't. I just you know, it, you end up going into a very meditative state. Um, and that could be quite emotional. And it could be quite emotional. Yeah. And I've had I've had tears come out of my. I'm not crying. I'm like yeah, yeah, just yeah. tears coming yeah, out. It's yeah, not yeah. baseball. I'm like what the hell? <laughs> it's, it's yoga. Right. It's not no baseball. Crying it's yoga. Crying in yoga. Right. Right. So a lot of like you know, and you, you you go to different places. You have different experiences. Same thing. Like it's an hour. As soon as you drink the um, the cocoa. You just you cacao. lay the cacao. Sorry, it's sorry. This so isn't Nestle's. Mm -hmm. I know. <laughs> the the cacao. As soon as you drink that, you we kind of lay out on on the mats and you start bringing in music. But it 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 always seems to start to crescendo the music, the energy, um, and sometimes it's it's a little borderline. Like it it seems like a, a storm is coming. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely felt that when I was there. I mean, you know, my personal experience was that it just felt like you were everywhere in the room. Like, yeah, it was. It was. It, yeah, and I, you would you were over like you I like Rocio. You'd be over there, and then suddenly, right. you would put a hand on our head, and you're right. like, "What? Are, exactly. What are you?" Are, it, the, there this, were times where it felt like you were f like flying around. Correct. Like, like correct. hey, Gyps. Right. Hey, right, 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 right. Like, like the hey, sensory hey, kind of lack of a better term, right. just the sensory manipulation in a good way, yeah. you know, in a beautiful, was, way. in a beautiful way. Thank yeah. you. Was just it was just phenomenal because at no point did I feel like we know when my senses were were kind of thrown off that I was I frightened. I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. Like I was just enthralled by it, you know. Um, and and by the end of it, I was just so overwhelmed and empowered by it that I was like, "Can we do that again?" <laughs> it's like, "Can I have some more cocoa or cacao?" Excuse me, cacao, cacao. And cacao. that's and I th that's probably what some you know people have like a misunderstanding of what a cacao ceremony is. It creates that beautiful um, experience, so people say, "Oh, it's got to be a drug." 
Yeah, no, it's, listen, so every plant, every plant that's around us, the grass that we walk on every day, everything is alive. It's a living, breathing, you know, entity. It's an energy. And any one of them have healing properties, and we can communicate with them. I mean, if you think about it, right, what moms or grandmas haven't spoken to their plants and all of a sudden they come to life, <laughs> right? right? right. right. True. I, just someone told me a story a few days ago of how um, oh, it, how they went to visit their mother-in-law and she had a garden, a beautiful garden she was growing outside, but this one plant wouldn't grow. And <laughs> in, in Spanish, she one day got so mad she started insulting the plant. She was like, Saying whatever to it, it won't repeat it. And I would, I would love hey, to hear that in Spanish. Right? Like, what, is, what did she say? And then she said she slapped the plant oh, and said, "How dare you not grow?" You know, whatever. And she said two days later, it started to bud. Bit tough luck. So it needed, right. <laughs> I'm not going to warn you if you don't start yeah, growing, right. dude. Right. Well, we don't call it tough love. We call it tough bud. Uh, okay. Uh -huh. A little, a little miracle grow right there. <laughs> miracle grow, bad stuff. Bad, bad. But, but that's, that's why um, all of these plants, you can, you know, even the food that you eat, you know, one of the things that I, I love um, to make clear to people is that if you were to bless your food every day when you're cooking, mm -hmm. just a simple blessing, whether it's mentally or verbally, um, it creates a difference in the food that you're eating. You wouldn't be afraid to be eating and I'm going to be careful about this, but you wouldn't be afraid to be eating meat and this and that and all those things. Everything on this planet now ha has toxins in it. But if you speak to the plants, to whatever it is that you're eating, touching, you have a way of building a relationship yeah. with it so that it doesn't harm you. But people are too afraid. They don't believe. They won't allow that in. And, you know, I mean, quite honestly, we've all, even myself, have been brought up in that energy of fear. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And when you have fear, that has a great impact, a very strong hold on you. And most of the time, that's what I'm working on with people is their fears. So in my ceremonies, you know, things will come up. People don't want to go through, and that's okay. It's part of the process. But for any kind of um, shamanic work, you're working with what we call the shadow self, the dark side, you know, all those things that we haven't wanted uh, to deal with. And it can be tough. It's a rough ride, you know. That's why when people go to the ayahuasca or they ask me about ayahuasca, I tell them, you know, listen, tough. you know, you need to be prepared for it. You right. have to completely surrender and know that it's going to take you where it wants to take you. You don't have control over it. See, and the difference is that with ayahuasca, she is working you, but with the cacao, you're allowing what you want to come in or not. So that's and it's what you said she, which I is yeah, <laughs> I mean that's where and that's where exactly what you're saying is if you have a relationship with you know with plants the 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 surrounding environment um, and respect. It's a it's a totally different story. I, I want to ask you so even after because I love I love how you talked about how people should should talk to their food you know pray over their food. Is it <laughs> I just, you just <laughs> hi, hi Linda sauce hi gypsy sauce. <laughs> Well, I think I should put you on my pasta today. Right. I mean, 
even after because we all we've all seen documentaries about how meat is made in this country and how brutally these animals are treated and stuff yes. like that. Yes. Even after that process is made, what what kind of you know uh, language should you use? Is it you know are you thankful to to that animal for the sacrifice that it made? What, what exactly are you telling you know an animal that that you didn't have anything to do with the process of right. its killing? Because I can understand if you were maybe raising these cattle or the chicken or what have you, you, you definitely have that relationship. But right. when you're completely separated from the the killing, the, the processing, the, the, right, right. How do you make that connection with food that you you order from McDonald's or you know what have you? <laughs> well, I don't go I to McDonald's. Oh, I know you don't, but like so, some of our listeners. <laughs> no, I know, I know. But it's just saying a simple, you know, blessing and a thank you. You mm-hmm. know, thank you for the nutrition that you are bringing to me. Because at one point, you know, thank you for the life, for for giving up your life so that I can be fed. Because mm-hmm. Listen, not everybody can afford to go right. to an organic Absolutely. store or right. have, you right. know, right. whatever, because um, even fruits and vegetables are expensive nowadays. So, you know, anyone can just simply use their intention, you know, their faith in whatever that is, and simply say, you know, bless this food that I'm about to receive. Thank you for the nutrition. Thank you for blessing my body. Mm-hmm. Thank you for healing my body. And those thank yous go a long way. It, and um, it, it all comes yeah. down to just respect, right. <laughs> you know, and yeah, we're all in this together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's uh, just when you think it's getting weird, it's not that weird. Right. You know, <laughs> it's, it's quite normal, yeah. you know. Um, you, you, oh, sh- yeah, we want to show this. You do, uh, you haven't done this with me. I've never seen this. I know. Um, I did now. You did now, right. <laughs> My wife, uh, Jennifer, was in her kind of last frustration of um, battling uh, gluten and some other dairy allergies and some digestive uh, issues. And she was really just in the last kind of bouts with it. And Rosie and I were talking, and Rosie was like, well, bring her by. I'm like, I don't know if Jen's going to really be up for this. You know, she's pretty grounded. And subsequently, Jen went to visit... (coughs) Rocio several times and has changed she changed her how how she's been right. um, between that and acupuncture she's a different person now does she still battle digestive issues yes but what you've done with her has been short of a miracle so well it was her willingness it wasn't me you know she was just open to it she wanted the help like when I was sick I was desperate i please i'm open anything (laughs) yeah and so she's very accepting and um and now we're doing it together we're like i know (laughs) which is beautiful yeah it is beautiful yeah Yeah. um so what is i'm gonna hold this up do you want me to hold it yeah let me hold this up um can you explain a little bit there's a game that looks like that (laughs) it looks like a horseshack test so right. this um, this is a painting that um, I learned through um, another colleague, um, and basically it's the way I do my readings. Um, I was taught to do it as angel readings, and I do use I work a lot with the angels. But for me now, what's been coming through is a lot of people's guides and different types of energies, and it's made through acrylic paint. I will talk about. Um, the energies that you have in your body like you're if you're doing yoga so you're aware of the the chakras so we'll 
speak about the chakras and how they correspond to each angel and um, issues that you have in your life. If you look at that painting on the right side and the left side, um, there is actually a picture of um, an indigenous um, being on both sides. Um, I don't know, Matt, I'm if you kind can. Kind of pointing. <laughs> yeah, he's looking out. Um, you can see the blue is the mask. The gold on the top is like the you know, hair or the wrap, the, the headdress that he's wearing. Um, the overall picture is also a giant headdress on top of a, of a person. Um, there's many different things in that picture. Right. But people will sit down with me. I will take out stones. I will throw them with these. And um, I will also read cards or candles, anything that corresponds to this. And, um, you know, respond to people's questions. So That's okay. cool. That's amazing. Who did this painting? I did this. She did. Who did? She <laughs> yeah, did. Yeah, did. This I is did. all part of her work. Oh, so you don't get you don't get others to paint and then you read what's in their painting? No, I'll do it for them. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's... Generally, I'll do it uh, the night before because it needs to dry. Right. Sometimes I'll do it right on the spot right. with people. Right. Um, but I do that, and then that other card that you saw. That's, That's cool. amazing. Mm -hmm. Rocio. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. I, you you, so may, you may have time. to. You, we may have to do a few more uh, podcasts with you. Yeah. I'd love to. Um, and maybe go mobile and go visit you oh, for yeah. a little ceremony. And, <laughs> and how do people uh -oh. contact yeah. you? Um, you can go onto Facebook. You can uh, go onto my yep. website. The uh, link is on our link right here okay. to get in contact with Rocio Larosa if you're in need. Um, I know some people on our block are, have, have been trying to reach out to you, but they haven't They're done it need. yet. <laughs> What's holding need. them black? Holding them back? <laughs> I don't know. So that's the best way to get in touch with you. Yes, um, Facebook? Facebook people. That's where I put all my events. So it's our. R L A R O S A four four four. Okay. Um, and then my website—that's where all my information is. And um, that we linked on there as well. Okay. For you. Mm -hmm. RocioLaRosa.com. Rocio. Keep on the good work. Thank you so much. Love for you. Me. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Uh, thanks for listening in. Uh, you can find us on Food and Beverage Podcast Net. net the podcast the Network. Podcast Network, amongst a whole bunch of other places. Uh, and we hope to see you guys soon. And uh, thanks for listening in. And we'll see you on the road next time. Peace. Peace, <laughs> cake.